Hey everybody, it's that time again. I believe sports, business, sports, media. I'm Fred. You can email us at uh, sportsfred at aol.com. Of course, we're also heard on pod clips around the world. Art Source with us from Pennsylvania, where the weather's not too great, right, Art? Uh, rainy, cold, but not freezing. It was actually in the low 60s today, which tells me springtime is on its way. Except... Uh, I think we're getting six extra weeks of, uh, yeah, of uh, what, winter, no? Yeah, that's what the said. Yeah, so. Pusset Tony Phil. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. He's he's not always right either. He's like Mark Van sometimes. <laughs> Who's always wrong, except he did have Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Anyways, um, 112 million people viewed the Super Bowl on Sunday. Rams 23, Cincinnati 20. But, you know, people are sort of forgetting that Cincinnati was like one yard away from basically tying it up because if they get that first down with a minute to go, you know McPherson's not going to miss the field goal. They're going to gain five or six yards, yeah. and he'll be his leg will certainly put it through the upright. So uh, as a former kicker for the Rams, do you have any thoughts about the 23-20 victory? Well, you know, I was I was impressed. We both had it. We were I was thinking more like 27-24 or 30-27. Right. But again, you know, here's the bottom line. Cincinnati gave up eight sacks. They gave up nine against Tennessee in the divisional playoff game. And, you know, I think if Joe Burrow doesn't kind of rattle his knee up a little bit there in the fourth quarter, and there were a couple of skeptical calls. Referees kept their water dry all day long, and then with five minutes left, I think the NFL wanted to pay Mr. Kroenke and the Rams off for increasing the value of all the franchises by a, by a billion to $500 million. Uh, what would you mean by saying paying Mr. Kroenke off? Are you alluding well, to something? Well, let's, let's put it this way. Do you know that Jerry Jones was born in Englewood? Uh, no, I did not. Was he born in Englewood? Yeah, he was born in Englewood. He was really key in talking the Sandy the then San Diego Chargers and uh, that wonderful family that owns them, the Spanoses, into yeah. moving to L.A., building a $6 billion edifice in, in lovely... Hollywood Park in Inglewood. And my theory on this is, you know, I think this was a way to pay off pay off all the good things that were happening in the NFL. I called it last summer, Fred. I said the Rams will win the Super Bowl. And uh, I don't know. It sure seemed to come to fruition. McShay comes back or no? He's actually coming back and so will Aaron Donald. I have no problem with that. Um Hey, the guy's thirty-five years old. You can't be burned out at thirty-five, huh? I mean, but 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 if you can but if you can make as much money working one or two days a week rather than having to worry about the guy, you know, fifty-three guys or actually you know, eighty-three or ninety guys, isn't well, it easier I, to do TV? It is, but but my question is this: All right, the guy grew up around football. He loves football. He loves watching film. He's already at his age. 35, 36 years old. He's got a you know a bunch of coaches that are underneath him, including Zach Taylor, who right. signed a contract extension, and the new coach O'Connell, who's coaching in Minnesota. He's got a whole crew of, of of really good coaches around him. He's got an owner that spends money. I mean, my God, they they went out and basically picked an all-star team. I don't know how you could turn that down. I mean, I know he wants to have a family. I know he's got a beautiful fiance, but I say you go another five years. You're 41 years old. 
And then if you're thinking about doing the Dick Vermeer, you exit stage left like Staglepuss. <laughs> Folks, agree or disagree right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also heard on Pod Clips. Email us at uh, sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. 112 million viewed the Super Bowl. Did you view, uh, view the uh, halftime show and your comments about the halftime show? You know, I, to be honest with you, I, I kind of, I'm not a big halftime show. I'm going to plan on watching it in the near future. But I did win a bet at my brother-in-law's house. Which was? Okay. Which was? Well, I, 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 I said that they were going to get a shot of, uh, of Snoop Dogg actually smoking, smoking the joint. And yeah. he did. <laughs> and what about Eminem? Uh, we live in, friend. What, what about Eminem uh, uh, bowing down? Kneeling down. Yeah, he's come? trying to try to be secretive, but it was caught on national television, nonetheless. I Here's can't. Here's what I'm concerned about, Fred. Yeah. Our Lakers, right when the kid, I mean, this kid, Austin Reed, is starting to hit some three-point shots. Lakers make a great comeback last night, and then you know what happens. Davis well, gets hurt. Okay, it's listen. Just amazing. Okay, we're taping this, folks, around three fifty-four right now on on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Art's alluding to the Laker victory uh, on Wednesday in the last uh, quarter, coming back against Utah. But Utah's not playing all that well. But you knew when you were trading for Anthony Davis, he was injury prone. Now, listen, if his career ended tomorrow, he'd probably be a Hall of Famer. Uh, same thing, uh, no no question about Russell Westbrook. If his career ended tomorrow, he's probably a, he's a first vote Hall of Famer. So you got but, three guys on that team that are first 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 run Hall of Famers. Yeah, and yet it just seems that it's they don't mesh together. We're on the court when they're on the court together, and then they, they get a young guy who's coming out who's who's actually hitting some three point shots and playing some good basketball for him. You know this this uh, this Austin Reed, and they look good, and and then all of a sudden, boom, they get knocked down again. But if he's injury prone, why would you expect uh, anything else? Let, let me put you on the spot here. Uh, 82, 82 game season. I say they don't do any better than thirty seven and forty five. You think they do better than thirty seven and forty five? Well, we we talked about this earlier this year, and you know I was thinking thirty nine and forty four. Or you know, forty-three, three, four games under five hundred. Right. But right now, I think that would be overachieving, because if I'm not mistaken, they're they're three games under right now. Are they not, Fred? Uh, they're going to have a hard struggle, I think. And and again, if Davis can't come back, and listen, the bottom line is they're not winning anything this year. Would you come back unless you were a hundred percent healthy? I mean, if they were battling for. Uh, number one or number two playoff slot, okay, if you're 80% back, maybe they'll tell Anthony Davis, come on, get back on the court. But with this year being what it is, uh, he's not coming back most likely until maybe next season. I agree. I'll tell you what impresses me is how the Clippers have been able to stay alive with the lineup they have, sans Kawhi Leonard, sans Paul George. I mean, i got to tell you that. Tyrone Lewis has done a great job coaching that team, and I don't think Vogel has done a very, very good job coaching the Lakers as of the minute right now. Okay, I don't, I don't think uh, highly of Frank Vogel as a coach. I think the way he moved around his centers late last season it cost him a chance to go further in the playoffs. But, but he's not the real coach. You know that, and I know that. And, and uh, uh, Palinka is not the real general manager. 
Both jobs. Do you think uh, LeBron. The general manager is LeBron James. Yeah. And LeBron the coach is also LeBron James. LeBron goes to uh, Jeannie. Jeannie goes to Palinka, and they make the deals. Uh, LeBron goes to Jeannie, and Jeannie talks directly to Vogel. And uh, that's I what, what, what I firmly believe. And listen, to me, Jerry Buss was one of the great owners that I've ever known uh, in sports uh, in my lifetime. Uh, great father. He, he gave his kids a shot. Um, sure and the guys, you know, he of course, was my econ professor at the University of Southern California. I did not know that. Yeah, he's I, a brilliant guy. He'd come in in his dungarees with the frayed bottoms. You never knew the guy was worth a couple billion dollars at the time. You got to remember, this is the the mid seventies, you know, early early eighties. And I will say one thing: you know, he made a lot of money building apartments in Phoenix yeah. and in Las Vegas, and he was brilliant. He always said. I mean, I always talked. I mean, he always talked about it. How you work hard all week, then you take Saturday and then formulate your week, and then have Sunday for for a rest day. But the guy was brilliant when it came to making money, and he was also brilliant when it came to hiring people who knew what they were doing. And you look at what Jerry West accomplished all those years with the Lakers, Showtime, Magic, and you're a hundred percent right. Uh, you know, nothing against Jeannie Bus, nothing against. You know, Kurt Rambis is uh, Linda Rambis. But they, they they need somebody who's a little more than a Rob Palenka sports agent to run that franchise. And, you know, it's starting to show a little bit right now. I think it's starting to show a whole lot. Uh, folks, you can email us at uh, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. I used to play. You know what's funny, though, Fred? I was what? thinking about this, right? What? Yeah. LeBron James was kind of a, you know, Im- talking a little bit about the fact that the Lakers didn't get a celebration you know, a, a, a parade, a victory parade. Right. And the Dodgers didn't get a victory parade. And, and, you know, we saw the Rams have their parade yesterday. Champagne flowing. Everybody cruising from the Shrine Auditorium down to the Coliseum, which I thought was a neat thing because the Rams for years played at the Coliseum. We watched him there a, a myriad of times over the years. And I was just thinking to myself, it was kind of sad that, you know, the Dodgers and then the Lakers don't get their, their day in the sun in the city of champions. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. I think uh, people close together, it's enough. Uh, okay, so timing is bad. You know, from a you know, today is day number 700 of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, so I can tell you, I walked into uh, Trader Joe's in Ventura County and nobody was wearing a mask in L.A. County. You still have to wear masks indoors. So it's like, and I'm about, honestly, a, a block and a half, two blocks away. In, I'm in L.A. County, but I'm about a block and a half, two blocks away from Turkey. How can that be that way, though, Fred? How can, <laughs> I mean, this is the whole part of it that just amazes me in so many different ways. You know, I read that Wednesday they were reducing, you know, the fact that you could go into an indoor location yep. and you don't have to wear masks. Yep. And I was wondering how... You know, the NFL, they had like 1,500 cases of COVID between November and, and December 31st. And then during the playoffs, there was not one. I'm totally shocked. 100% shocked. Of course, they stopped testing, which probably, folks, would be part of the reason. Folks, you can email us. So. <laughs> folks, you can email us at sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. So how do the Cowboys keep getting themselves in trouble? Now, right. one of my old confidants, when I had Ram Score Magazine and Raider Report, right. I would always talk to Rich Dalrymple, right. who was the director of public relations for the 
for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And he's been with the Cowboys for years, like 35 years. Okay. Now there's reports, according to ESPN, that, that he was going into the locker room and taking pictures of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Oh, my God. Is it this, never ends. Could this, be, could this be true? Can this be true? Anything is possible. And in, in, in the year 2022, and of course you're listening uh, to uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, but let's, let's go a little further. Um, okay. UCLA plays at 8 o'clock. Again, we're taping this on Thursday afternoon at 8 o'clock, four hours from right now. UCLA battles Washington State. And uh, Mick Cronin's upset that they're playing too many games in, in too short a period of so time. So this would now, be what, their sixth game in the last, Six game in the last twelve days? No, they're gonna. This is gonna start a six game in a twelve oh, okay. date uh, situation. But my point is, a lot of coaches have the same scenario with COVID out there. I don't hear them crying. He can scream pretty well. He can cry pretty well. Can he coach pretty well? You tell me. You know, I thought this guy was gonna really turn things around for UCLA, and there's still some things I like. I like the way they play defense. And I do know they've had some some injuries to their better players this year. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't quite get that. I mean, you're ranked 13th in the country. This is when you get the guys together and you make a push. Because, you know, at the end of February into March, this is when it counts. It's winning time, as Magic used to call it in the old days. And, you know, they're favored by eight and a half over a, a Washington State Cougar team tonight that really has kind of fallen on hard times. They've lost three in a row. And, you know, the Washington teams are not very tough in the Pac-12. And let's be honest, the Pac-12, you know, aside from the great job that Oregon's done recently in Arizona, you basically have four four pretty decent teams, but the, the, the conference is not deep in any way, shape, or form. You know, the best team on the West Coast is probably Gonzaga. But, uh, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering why, you know, why he, having that problem i mean when you're 21 19 20 years old i would think that you could play basketball all day long all all week long let me say this you know i, I played uh, all the way up basketball until scoliosis ended my career before i could play at arizona okay i was the type of guy if a coach screamed at me i was doomed uh i wasn't going to play any better I don't think Cronin takes that in consideration. My point is, uh, I think he yells at anybody without understanding that everybody's got a different personality. Now, some people may actually play better if you basically kick them in the behind. That wasn't Fred. I don't know if it was Art. But the point is, there are players that play better that way. He just seems to scream if the team's not playing well. It doesn't matter who he's screaming I think at. Great coaches, I think great coaches treat every individual on the team a little bit different. Yeah. Some guys respond to positive reinforcement. Other guys need a swift kick in the uh, in the arse, you know. And and hey, the greatest thing that ever happened to me was when John Robinson told me I'd never kick at USC. <laughs> I laughed at it. You know, I was a record-setting high school kicker, kicked a 57-yard field goal in 1973. I mean, really, really, John McKay. I was good enough to kick for him, but I'm not good enough to kick for you. So I took it as real motivation, and I worked out with the linemen all year long. And, you know, he brought in all these special kickers, and, and I beat them all out that year. And he didn't even recognize who I was. And, and you know, I, I basically, you know, they weren't even going to give me a chance. I had to have a future Hall of Fame lineman stand up and say, you know, these guys are missing. Why don't you let Artie have a chance? 
And I put the old, uh, put the ball at the uh, 40-yard line and kicked a 57-yard field goal and knocked his ass off the top of the tower, you know, <laughs> because I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Because he told me I'd never kick at USC. And, you know, so I, I used it as different motivation. But, you know, different athletes, you know, take to, to different ways of, of responding. And I think that's important for coaches to understand, especially the modern-day athlete. I think they do a lot more with coddling and, and understanding than, you know, the generations in the past who, you know, may have responded to the old-style, hard-ass coaching. You know, a very quick story. Ninth grade, uh, uh, we're running cross-country with our basketball teams. The coach says, okay, go run basically across country. And uh, that's not that's not Fred. I'm not going to be able to run a whole cross country. Me either. <laughs> but 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 the point is, it was very smoggy, so my eyes were tearing horribly. And it was Coach Loretta. I never forget as long as I live. He notices. He thinks I'm crying, uh, and he says, "Fred, you're you're going to start on this team. You know that." But because the deal was, if you couldn't finish, you couldn't pl- make the team. You, you right. know, you, but he thought I was crying. But see, that's a coach like you indicated, who uh, you know felt for. One of the players, he actually thought I was tearing up. I wasn't tearing up. It was dar- darn so smoggy in L.A. at that point. A long time ago, folks. Uh, you know, it was wor- the smog. Hey, I remember in- those days in the 70s at yeah. USC when we had our three days where you would go out and literally from old Bovard Field, you could not see the VKC Tower, which was only two or 300 yards away. <laughs> I mean, it was not a good thing. And we're out there in three days. In full pads. It isn't like it is now. Shoulder pads and shimmels and everybody's around, you know, giggling. No, we were we were out there, baby. And, yeah, it's there's there's something to be said for that. One final comment uh, tonight, today, on uh, Believe Sports Business uh, Sports Media Art Source. Well, I'm a little upset about Major League Baseball and our good friend uh, Rob Manfred. Oh, yeah. You know, the pitchers and catchers were supposed to, to basically report today and they're making very little progress, and I'm very concerned because, you know, I, I just I love baseball. We both love baseball, and I just you know the battle of the billionaires and the millionaires has got me concerned, and uh, I just want to see I want to see people sit down and come to a compromise or come to an agreement, you know, for the fans. I mean, the people that get hurt are the people who really love the game of sports, and we've got a lot of elderly people. Who love baseball, you know, and, and you know it's going to be real rough come another couple of weeks, and and we're still looking down the, the barrel of, of no baseball, and I just hope they get their act together. And I don't have a lot of confidence, but I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on that, Fred. My thoughts are that a week ago I subscribed to Athlon Sports, so I get mm-hmm. all the uh, the uh, the uh, sports uh, seven or eight of them around the year, and of course I got baseball a week ago. So I'm saying I'm saying to myself I haven't opened it up yet. I'm saying to myself, how can they write a story about baseball? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? When there are so many free agents out there, you don't know what uh, direction they're going to take. So, well, did you hear the did you hear the latest thing about uh, uh, Juan Soto turning down three hundred and fifty million dollars a thirteen year deal? Yeah, twenty three years old. Yeah, and I mean, what would happen if he was crowned in first base slips? It blows his right knee out, and he's never the same again. I mean, I'll make a bet. Generational money, Fred. I'll make a bet with you. He'll end up with more. Uh, Just a thought. 
Uh, he'll, he'll end up with more. Hey, Art, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America. I loved it, Fred. Mario, thank you for putting the podcast together because Fred is not mechanical at all. Folks, you can email us, though, at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com, and uh, we'll see you around the corner in about 148 hours minus about 25 minutes next week on sports. No, it's not Sports Overnight America. It's uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media. See you next week, folks. Bye.